What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Pack Your Play with Q. I'm your host, as always, Rich Quinones. As we continue the NFL talk, lots to get into. We'll break it down twice with our NFL insider and correspondent, Lloyd Vance, kind enough to join us on this edition of BYP. We'll double up back again on Friday. And as we continue our preview, Lloyd, today we take a look at the AFC North, a compelling division, if you will, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and let us not forget about the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's talk uh, Cincinnati first and foremost. I mean, we've seen what this team has been able to do over the last several years, ascending up, ascending up, going to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, ultimately losing to the Rams, getting back, making a deep run in the playoffs last year. Uh, always a tough nut to crack when you're taking on the likes of the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs and whatnot. But this is certainly an ascending team. They can run the football. They have a very good young quarterback who I still believe is trending up. Offensive line, they fixed it here and there. But I still think teams that have had so much success like Cincinnati has over the last several years, you fail to realize that the division's starting to get better and better. And teams that you were kind of bulldozing over, really dismantling, they're getting a little better. I think Cincinnati's going to be a playoff team, but I would not be 100% sold and say the Cincinnati Bengals are going to turn around and win the AFC North. Yeah, you know, uh, they repeated. And uh, this team was dominant in that fashion. You were talking about the the, the team that won 14 games last year and and – you know, I've been back and forth on this one because uh, the Ravens are ascending, as you're talking about, yeah. and, and then the Steelers there as well. So you got three teams in this division that won, have winning records. Two of them are in playoffs. And, and you know, but the, the deciding factor you got to look at it is Joe Burrow, you know, yeah. just a tremendous young quarterback, a, a guy who, who's going to get that big paycheck, or I, or I think he's getting it real soon. Um he he's one of the top guys out there. He's not Mahomes, but he's right there with him in terms of the way he can drive the football down the field. And then there's just so many weapons around him. You know, Joe Mixon, they brought him back on a, on a make-good contract. Yep. And then he has Jamar Chase, one of the best young receivers out there, T. Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd. So that is a great receiver set that he has. And then they're bringing in Irv Smith and, they, um, you know, bringing him over a tight end. He's a guy that they can help do a lot in terms of spreading things out, driving the ball down the field. Now, their big acquisition this all season was Orlando Brown Jr. coming over from the champion Chiefs uh, to play left tackle and protect Joe Burrow. So uh, I expect this team to continue to be right in the mix at the top of the AFC North. Um, the key thing will be the defense that's had some defections, particularly they have two new safeties coming in there. Plus 130, and if you grab the futures to – get and win the Super Bowl plus 1,000 AFC, come out of it, plus 5,000. So it kind of tells you right now where you're at. I mean, last year, 2022, if you go back and you look at ATS, so uh, odds to win, or I should say winner record odds to win, Cincinnati 12-4 and four at plus 175, 10-7 at plus 2,500. Then you look at Pittsburgh in 2020. 12 and four plus 300. So uh, that tells you there's value there with this team. You mentioned the quarterback play of Joe Burrow. And I I think he's an exceptional quarterback. And I think they have very good special teams as well. I think the bugaboo this year, when you have 
when the expectation is you're going to make that deep run and we're starting to see some of these quarterbacks getting paid, right? Some of these quarterbacks all of a sudden, boom, you know, they're, they're cashing in big time. This was a team that was very good at home, six and one, very good on the road, six and three. They can run the football, but I'm pulling up their schedule for a moment. And you think about a couple of these games to start. This is their best opportunity to jump out of the gate, Cleveland, Baltimore. So you're going to get tested right there in the AFC North at home against the Rams, on the road against Tennessee and Arizona, beatable teams, and then at home, you catch Seattle. So they have an opportunity, 2-4-6, to maybe jump out of the gate 4-2. and two. They're going to need that because then they have San Francisco, Buffalo, Houston, a team we think could be a sleeper, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, a team we can think is going to be a sleeper. So I think Cincinnati, their toe is going to be set early on. And listen, they got to travel to Cleveland, right? That is kind of like that, that inner Ohio matchup. Uh, the Browns, they want to beat Cincinnati to set the tone for their season. So I think Cincinnati's going to have their hands full. They can get through that first six, seven game of the season unscathed, four and two, five and two. Uh, that sets themselves up where they can stub their toe a little bit during the uh, latter part of the schedule. Zach Taylor, the head coach, and, and Duke Tobin, who's their de facto GM, have done a good job in terms of just the weaponry around him. And, yep. and they're going to try to outscore teams. You know, he scored 418 points uh, last year, which was one of the tops in the league and, and averaging about 26 points per game. So they're going to look to drive the football down the field and an uh, exciting team to watch. But you're right, this division has gotten better. All right, let's look at Cleveland, as I mentioned, as they meet Cincinnati to start this season. Uh, so, look, now you pretty much – you've got Watson. We only saw him in six games last year. Brissett was in 16. Watson played in six. I mean, now it's all of a sudden you knock the rust off. Um, it's crazy, right? Deshaun Watson is 27 years old, but for some reason it feels like he's been in the league for 10 years, right, because he missed 2021 after he had some really nice years. I mean, he came on that 2020 season with Houston over 4,000 yards, 33 touchdowns seven interceptions i mean he was uh you know we're talking mvp caliber right he was doing everything with his legs and his arm now he's got that second season if you will with cleveland knocks off the rust um understanding that offense a lot more are we going to get you know 2020 2019 deshaun watson um or do you think that that layoff really hurt him and you know, maybe we'll get 2,800 yards, you know, averaging around 250 a game here and there, 23 touchdowns, 13 picks, because I think he's going to have a big bounce back season if he's going to lead Cleveland into the playoffs. Thank you. You know, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head. He, he's the key guy. Obviously, they gave him all that money and, and that, that contract that nobody wants to match, you know, all that guaranteed money. So he's yep. their guy. Uh, suspended la uh, last year for 11 games and you know, they kind of held down the fort and, and the last six games of the season, they went three and three with with Watson at the helm. So, you know, he he's a guy that has ability and, and you just wonder, you know, can he be that guy from 2020 and, and led to NFL passing yards? So a dynamic player, but he did look a little stale at certain points. You know, let, let's not forget this guy missed almost two years of football 100%. In, in that mess that was in Houston. So uh, he, I think he will be ready to roll, though. And. and he has some people around him that can help him. Um, Nick Chubb in particular, we talked about him last week. I think he's still one of the best running backs in the league. They're going to feed him the ball, have him run, and then allow Deshaun Watson to do read action and play action behind that. Uh, Omari Cooper as well. 
And then they have Donovan Peoples-Jones, a guy who's kind of a quiet receiver, David and Juco, and an offensive line that has some really good players as well. So, you know, offensively, they have some of the pieces there. And then defensively, you cannot forget that, that Miles Garrett is one of the biggest game wreckers in football. So uh, a lot of good players on his team. And Cleveland makes a surprise to people. Interesting. Plus 350 to win a division. I'm not entirely sold on Watson playing back to form. I'm a huge fan. I think Nick Chubb's an outstanding uh, running back. We'll get a look at the Browns Hall of Fame game against the Jets. Uh, they're laying a point and a half in that one Thursday, August third so we get some live football thank god with training camp breaking and everything today to start if you will um you know i i think cleveland if they can figure out a way to beat the teams within the division right if you can beat the teams in your division then you're almost worthy of saying okay i am a playoff team if you go back and i just pulled up from last year this was a seven and ten squad okay uh they had a minus 20 point differential they gave up 381 points. So they had some games where you just kind of shake your head and you're like, what the hell happened here? I mean, I listen, you can go back. And I thought one of the worst games that I've ever seen a team lose was that second game of the season when they lost to the Jets and they had that big lead. Flacco brings the Jets back. But that kind of started their tailspin, right? They felt good beating Cleveland. I'm sorry, Carolina. They lose to the Jets. They beat Pittsburgh. They're two and one, but then they dropped four straight and they never recovered they won a couple games here and there but again it's beating the teams that are on your schedule beating the divisional teams they split with cincinnati um they split with baltimore you know they they want to be able to turn around they split with pittsburgh so you're like all right they're competitive maybe they're ready to take that next step if they can flip that and say go four and two five and one in division they could be a sneaky sleeper pick i don't know if i'm going to take a flyer on them uh, at plus 350, plus 60. I'm not sure yet. And then you got Baltimore sitting at plus 240. And again, it just, I feel like we're harping on this. What was the storyline last year? What's going to go on with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson? Are they going to build the offense over Lamar Jackson? Are they going to jettison Mark um, Lamar Jackson and bring in a quarterback that's fit for the type of offense that they want to run? So where are you at right now with the Baltimore Ravens? This is a team and, and, you know, you hit the nail on the head. It, it, it's all about Lamar Jackson. It gave him the big contract, and, and now it's his team. And, and uh, he's got a new offense coordinator in town, and Todd Munkin. He's coming over from the, the uh, University of Georgia National Championship football team. And, and uh, you know, uh, he's going to tailor this offense around Lamar Jackson. It, it's not going to be that pound, you know, ground and pound that it was so many years ago where, where he was running a lot and he had running backs tearing it up as well. Yes. Lamar Jackson is going to have J.K. Dobbins when he comes back from injury, and they just signed Melvin Gordon. Um, but it's going to be about them passing the football, and does he have that type of ability? And we saw him the season that he won a couple years ago when he won an MVP. You know, it, he does have some ability, and and now they bring in Odell Beckham Jr. We'll see how much he has left after not playing last year. They also got Zay Flowers, a very explosive young guy coming out of the draft, and you know. Uh, Mark Andrews is a very good tight end. So Ronnie Stanley, if he has some health on the offensive line and the rest of the guys there, they're going to be able to protect Lamar Jackson, and, and we'll see how he goes from there. But obviously, they, Q, the big thing is the divisional games and at the, the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, good point, right? They were 7-4 and four last year when he got hurt. Huntley came in, started one, two, three, four, five games, uh, 
Brown started a game and then Huntley, obviously, in that playoff game, which they lost 24 to 17. And remember, that was the long fumble return that uh, turned the tide uh, in Cincinnati's direction. But uh, they were able to beat Pittsburgh. They lost to Cleveland. They beat Atlanta. They lost to Pittsburgh. They lost to Cincinnati to close out the season. I guess the point is, obviously, you need Lamar Jackson first and foremost on the field, right? We always talk about the availability. Uh, he's been nicked up over the last couple of years. I mean, you can't dispute that. He played in 15 games in 2020. He only played in 12 games 2021. He played in 12 games in 2022. So he's missed 13 games over the last season, went on the field and productive, a good running back, uh, a good quarterback who can run the RPO. My concern with him is because he's such a dynamic playmaker with his legs and his arm and running, I think they might want to limit some of the RPOs. We've got so much game film on Lamar Jackson right now. And I go back to that game against the Giants where they were up by 14, I believe, in the fourth quarter. He had that god-awful high snap, bad exchange from the center, picked it up. A smart veteran MVP caliber quarterback is chucking that into cheap seats. He rolled out, threw it across his body. Giants got the pick, and then ultimately that gave him momentum to win the game late. But those are decisions that got to drive a head coach batting. Now, he's in the league. This is going to be his sixth season. He's got to cut down on those types of mistakes in order for Baltimore to be successful. I mean, and, and you know, I compare him a lot to a player that um, was very similar and had the Superman cape on a lot, Cam Newton. You know, Cam Newton, early on, he was Superman. He's making all those spectacular plays and, and you know, but he also make that god awful play. Be like, what are you thinking there? And also, he got beat up as his career went on in terms of running the football. Um, uh, as I said earlier, Greg Roman's gone, and yep. he he had that game plan of ground and pound. And, and we'll see what Todd Munkin brings in here. But as you're saying, Q, you know they were kind of middle of the road last year. They were 19th in terms of points, uh, but defensively, you know, let's not forget about that. Baltimore has quite a defense with Patrick Queen at linebacker and, uh, you know, their DBs at Humphrey and the rest of those guys are very well. They finished third in the league in terms of points allowed, only 18 and a half. So, you know, this is aggressive type team, but uh, they need uh, Lamar to be healthy. So, you know, a lot of guys around him, a lot of pieces on his team, um, I think they had a bad taste in their mouth last year, the way they went out of the playoffs, and everybody says they continue to choke in the playoffs. And, and you know, Harbaugh's been there for a little while. You know, that that Super Bowl win's way in the past. So, you know, we wonder if the owner, Steve Bashotti and uh, the rest of the front office there, if they're kind of looking at him and saying, all right, maybe we need to make change with the head man. So a lot of pressure here, and Lamar has that big contract that we talked about. All right, and then finally, the Pittsburgh Steelers um... – Look, I mean, a lot of people think this is a fringe playoff team. We know the job that Tomlin has done for a decade plus. They never have losing seasons. He coaches these guys up. And you have really two emerging stars uh, in Pickett and then Pickens. They can run the football. I think offensively, they're going to be okay. And, and you know, we, we talk about this a lot, right? It's always about the young quarterback. Let me see what you do that first year but i want to see the litmus test for me is what are you going to be able to do the second year right it's always about wide receivers rarely come in and they like the world on fire quarterbacks it's always year two year two year two well obviously it's kenny pickett's team right now he didn't put up monster numbers but it's another uh, another year in this offensive system they've got some linebackers we know about the secondary can the steelers in your estimation if this kid 
plays within himself. If they run the football, they don't turn it over. Can this team be right there at the end of the season, maybe for that extra wild card spot in the AFC? They can't keep it. You know, my Tom, as you said, never had a losing season last year. They squeaked by nine and eight. And, and, you know, he did a great job because this was a young team and, and they turned reins over in terms of, you know, Big Ben leaving and some of the other veterans. So, you know, Kenny Pickett, seven and five as a starter. Uh, but you want to see him do a better job in terms of decision making. It's seven touchdowns and nine yep. interceptions. So, you know, but there is some good young talent on his team, particularly George Pickens. I like him a lot at the receiver position. Uh, Johnson, obviously, is there at receiver. He, he has a lot of drops that he needs to work on, but, it, you know, got to make him a spectacular play, but needs to work on his consistency. Najee Davenport, uh, I mean, Davenport, excuse me, Najee Harris, yeah. a very good young. Uh, Running back, they have there as well. And the offensive line, they're trying to rebuild it. So they, they've drafted the last couple of years to fix that offensive line. And we'll see if, you know, Isaac Salamalo and, and James Daniels, another guy they brought over from the Bears, can help that unit. So, you know, the Steelers are going to be Steelers. They're going to be a physical team uh, in the division. They're going to win some games. Hopefully in the division they can get to that four and two position that they want uh, so greatly. But – um you know, a lot of question marks with them. And and it's this is going to be a fun division, as I said earlier, when we first started. Um, you know, th- this is a tough physical. Every week yeah. they're going to be yeah. pounded on each other. So the Steelers will be right in the mix. And, and last year uh, didn't do a good job in terms of putting points to the board. Only 18 points per game, 26 in the NFL. But their defense was 10th in terms of points allowed, only 20 points a game. And we know about T.J. Watt and Highsmith just got that big contract. And you know, their, their safeties are one of the best out there as well. Yeah, and you mentioned that they really couldn't put up a lot of points. I mean, you're talking about when you draft a quarterback with the 20th overall selection. Remember, think about this. Tomlin didn't thrust him into the spotlight. He wasn't immediately a starter. He lasted, you know, sat on the bench three, four games. Uh, I think it was after uh, Mitchell T got the yank, right? Tomlin decided that's pretty much it. He started training camp number two on the depth chart behind uh, Mitch Trubisky, and then all of a sudden, boom, bumps along the way. We know that. Um, but if you go back after week nine, the bye, they kind of hit their stride, right? He missed all of one game, most of another with a concussion, five touchdown passes, just one pick in his final seven starts uh, in which he completed the game. They went six and one in those games. So they rebounded from a two and six start to finish nine and eight. Now I say this for the Steeler faithful out there, and I know many of them, uh, listen, if you can flip that around, flip the script, and now all of a sudden you're five and three and you had that type of finish, well, they're going to win 10 games, right? But to your point, I believe this year Tomlin is going to let this kid let it rip. I mean, you've got a good running back. You've got wide receivers to tight end. We already talked about um, uh, Pickens is a, is a really nice wide receiver, man. I mean, they're, they're on that same page, right? Um, P to P. He, listen, He'll he'll win the battle, the 50-50 balls, the jump balls. I think that he's going to allow this quarterback to make mistakes this year. But I also think, to your point, they want him to throw the ball down the field. No more of this dink and dunk. It's year number two. We saw it. We saw it with Eli under Gilbride. Let it rip. Throw the ball. If you're going to make a mistake, make a big one. That's okay. But get the ball down the field. So I don't know what they're going to do in a division. We can pull up their schedule. And as I mentioned, I think they're sitting there at plus 550 or so, which is not bad if you think everyone's going to beat the hell up out of each other. 
in that division. But let me give you Pittsburgh's couple games here uh, to start it off. All right, here are the Steelers. Ooh. They open, well, they get the benefit of being at home to open up the season, but San Francisco and then Cleveland. So let's just say one and one. Um, They go on the road against the new look Raiders. We'll say they lose that game. At Houston, they win it. Now you're two and two against Baltimore. Let's just say they beat the Ravens to get to three and two, the bye. They have the Rams. That's a winnable game. Jacksonville's a tough game. Tennessee's a winnable game. Green Bay's a winnable game. Cleveland's a winnable game. And then Cincinnati. Then Arizona's a winnable game. Hell, New England's a winnable game, and so is the Colts. I mean, listen, this team can turn around and be eight and four after 12 games. I mean, it's not ludicrous to say that. And then they close the schedule against Seattle, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. So, you know, they, they can be yeah. eight and four squad. It could be right there for them. Right. And and don't always forget, you know, there's seven playoff spots and they could sneak in and get one of those, be a wild card type team. You know, I, I didn't talk about him earlier, but Mika Fitzpatrick, you know, their safety is one of the best in the game. You know, he's just a game wrecker. He's guys all over the field, causing turnovers, causing fumbles, recovering fumbles, you know, so they're going to look for him to make some big plays for them. So, you know, Matt Canada, their offense coordinator, he is on the hot seat. So he has got to improve that offense. We talked about their points per game. And they just got to be more explosive. So I know a lot of Steelers fans are looking at Canada to, to do a better job in terms of the offense. All right. Later in the week, we'll uh, recap the week that was a lot of movement, some big extensions, um, quarterbacks getting paid, running backs, maybe not making the best choices uh, in hindsight <laughs> when we look at it. But we'll do that later on the week. Of course, Lloyd Vance, kind enough to join us, our NFL correspondent insider. Give him a follow on Twitter at Lloyd Vance from our good friends over at uh, played against sports and of course scoots liquor so we've ripped off the afc north that means we've got the afc west to round things out and then we'll close it out with the nfc east uh my goodness training camp starting to hit that's what we want hot weather hall of fame game preseason i'm sitting there watching uh replays of last year they gave me the giants and vikings um wild card matchup the other night so you know i was glued to that Set time, man, and, and I started hearing some of my guys on the sidelines. I'm, I'm also going to get over to Eagles training camp for a day just, just to check it all out and then maybe preseason game. You know, there's only three preseason games now, but I'm going to try to get to one as well. Yeah, you know, it's always good to go in, in person. Yeah, we don't need five, six games of preseason games. Remember five back in the day. I mean, come on, man. We don't you know, give me a snap or two, and I'm good to go. Give me a series, and that's pretty much uh, all. Sure. Go, but man. we'll do it again uh, later in the week. Always appreciate you jumping on board, Lloyd, and uh, good stuff as always. Thanks for joining us on this edition of BYP. Okay, thanks for having me on.